and welcome to our third episode of the AHP Perceptship Podcast. Um, and the really exciting thing is today we are face to face with our wonderful perceptees. <laughs> um, and for those of you that are listening and maybe not watching, um, we have party rings with us and some hobnobs. So <laughs> if you hear some munching, um, because it's the biscuits, <laughs> it's the biscuits. gotta keep those <laughs> snacks going. <laughs> um, okay, amazing. So let's get started. So, if you guys could introduce yourself, your profession, uh, like when and where, when and where you qualified, all those bits and bobs. So, Ruthie, do you want to go first? Yeah. So I'm Ruthie, um, and I'm an occupational therapist, and I qualified as an OT to almost three years ago I think mm. no yes almost three years <laughs> yeah. ago um, <laughs> and it was in Canterbury at Canterbury Christchurch University so yeah nice um, I'm Katie I'm an occupational therapist and I funnily enough I actually graduate tomorrow um, oh, yeah Thank you. It feels so weird because I've had the job since September. So I work for the intensive home treatment team with Oxys. Um, so I've been doing that since September, qualified in August. And then, yeah, I graduate tomorrow at Brighton, from Brighton Uni. So, um, yeah, so fingers crossed it all goes. Thank you. So, yeah, that's a little bit about, about me. Oh, it's so nice to celebrate on a graduation day with a qualification. And I know it was yes. disrupted for so many people mm. because of COVID. So I'm so pleased that you get that experience of oh, throwing your cap yeah. up. Well, apparently, technically, you can't. I've oh. been told. Not you in front, can. outside the venue, but we'll, we'll find a You'll way find to get the shot. You've got to. Yeah. Exactly. It feels absolutely. like a rite of passage when you graduate, yes. that you've got to, yeah. It's your last yeah. being a rebel. You just need absolutely. to <laughs> yeah. You're a professional now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm nearly quite, yeah, exactly right. Those yeah. days are behind me now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm very looking forward to it. So, so will it be, sorry, I'm just going to ask, will it be yeah. near the Brighton Pavilion? No, oh, sadly not. We're, um, I think it's the Brighton Centre. Okay. Um, but it's near the seafront and it's meant to be sunny tomorrow. Oh. So um, we take what we can, yeah. our wins where we can. Oh, well, enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, really looking forward to it. So you're both occupational therapists. Yes. It'd be really interesting to know what kind of led you to being OTs. What, mm. you know, how did you find out about the role and, and what made you think that's what I would like to do as a career? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, for me, I find mine's not the most uh, exciting story, but I did, so I qualified, um, I did my psychology degree back in like 2016. And like most people who do a psychology degree, I was like, I'm going to be a psychologist. I'm going to go into clinical psychology. That's going to be my life. And then qualified, realised it wasn't sort of my bag, but I wanted to do something mental health, but just didn't know what that could be. Um, so I spent years doing loads of different mini jobs um, and then it wasn't until funny enough, and this is full honesty here, I was at the pub with a friend and I bumped into a long friend I hadn't seen in ages and um, she said, oh, hi, how are you? I'm studying to be an occupational therapist and I'd never heard of it before and that was only in 2020 because that's when I started my doing my master's for it. Um, so I thought it was occupational health. So yes. I was a bit like, I was like, oh, lovely. 
Lovely. That sounds really fun. It's like, such a common misconception. Yeah. It really it? Then, is. Did you, I suppose, do some research and actually find out the layers that OTs exactly. are involved with? And she explained all what OT was. So she was doing physical health OT. And it sounds really cliche, but honestly, in that moment in that pub, it was like the lights, you know, like the heavens opened and you're like, oh, this is what I've always wanted to be, but I never knew what it was. Um, so then as soon as I spoke to her, I managed to get work experience at Queen Mary's Hospital, did that for a couple of weeks and then saw Brighton was doing the Masters and thought, well, you know, might as well try a masters let's see how it goes and then then we're here That's so as soon as i found out it just all sort of snowballed on us i really believe that things happen for a reason you bumped yes. into that old friend for a reason yes. the lights went on you were like this is this is me <laughs> everything fell into place exactly. and you said that your story wasn't interesting i thought so that was really good what about yourself how did you get into it yeah so Similar in terms of a, a bit of a, oh my gosh, this is it, this makes yeah. sense moment. Um, so yeah, I was, I was living abroad at, at the time when I was in high school. And um, I just remember always wanting to help people, always wanting mm. to do something practical. Mm. Um, I'm not an office job mm -hmm. kind of girl. Mm. And yeah, I just didn't really know what that looked like. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, it, in the country I was living in, OT, occupational therapy, wasn't really spoken about. And even now it's still in its sort of initial stages, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, when I heard about it and I realised it was a very practical, loving, holistic mm. um, occupation <laughs> to have. Um, yeah, just I just said, that's the one for me. So yeah. it was about GCSE time. Um, and ever since, I've just been set on being an OT. So, oh, nice. yeah, that was like from very early on as well. Very early. That's yeah. great. I sort of just, yeah, said yes to OT in year ten. I was like, let's just look into this, and then didn't turn back. <laughs> I was so, yeah. very similar in that respect. Like, I didn't want to do an office job. Mm. I was like, I don't want to be just sitting by a desk and just not knowing and like going mm. to uni and doing a subject and then like not knowing what to do from that. I wanted mm, to do yeah. something really practical and like could use my skills yeah. and yeah, something that's never going to go away. It's mm. always going to be there. Yeah, so absolutely. I was very similar in that respect. So mm. it's great that you had that so early on as well, that passion yeah, is there. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's a great, I mean, of course we always advocate for anything, <laughs> but it is a, a great biased. profession, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very, I think it's exciting to, to sort of see a person in whatever area that may be and, yeah, just find ways to, to help them sort of live the most... Yeah, meaningful life meaningful to them. Life possible, Absolutely. Yeah. Fulfilling life. Yeah, yeah as well. exactly. I think that's something that OTs really do is they really yeah. help people with fulfilment. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that's right. And there's just so much variety to it, which I love. Yeah. I think that's probably what I didn't quite get out of with the psychology route. Of course, there's so much variety to that, but you know, you can do stroke yeah. down to paediatrics. You can even work for the fire service as an OT. Like you can go anywhere really with it, which yeah. that's what excites yeah. me. Um, so that yeah. Lifespan they, as well. Yeah. Sort of work with babies up to end of life care. There's exactly. just mental health, physical health. It's Absolutely. just There's a, a specialism for everyone, isn't there? Yes, yes. exactly. exactly. Your interest is. That's mm. right, completely. 
Amazing, I love those stories. We love hearing that. Okay, so we'd love to hear a little bit about why you chose to come and work at Oxley's and then a little bit about, like, had you heard of Perceptship before? Did you know that Oxley's had a Perceptship programme in place? Um, so, Ruthie? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Oxley's really sound like I'm making it up, but really <laughs> it stood out to me a lot. So, um, yeah, I was just spent the last year out of work mm. um, we again were living out of the country mm. so from afar I was racking the internet to find jobs <laughs> in the London area and yeah as I just kept going through I knew I wanted to go back to a band five rotation just for the experience the options build my confidence back up mm. um, and as I was going through the list Oxley's really really stood out to me um, and it's completely been fulfilled really everything I thought mm. about it I think just that sense particularly as an AHP of family oh sounds so corny but really <laughs> it really truly feels like a professional family mm. that um, will just support you no matter what stage you're at mm. um, and I guess that sort of leads into the preceptorship mm. as well um, it's been a huge reason why I felt so at home mm. so comfortable being at Oxley's and yeah I've worked um, in previous trusts before um, and Oxley's it's just it's a winner for me I love it <laughs> so yeah I know what you mean about the family I've worked yeah. in Oxley's now this is going into my 12th year Oh wow! Yeah. And we both started as band fives. We both no, started yeah. as band fives in Oxley's. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know each other as band fives? No. no, we met when we were in more senior um, band seven, band seven nice. um, clinical mm. roles, didn't we? Mm. We got involved in the original, the OG, the OG HP's day. Oh, yeah. That's when we kind of our paths crossed. And then, um, not that this podcast is about us, but then our paths crossed again <laughs> when we, um, I then went into um, a patient safety role and our paths crossed because we had a patient who was going to coroner's court. So I was writing oh. the report and um, Felicity had input and no. I just needed to make sure that I had all of Felicity's notes, which were perfect, so, <laughs> so she didn't need to come to the court to go onto the stand. Um, so we, our paths crossed several times, and you were a preceptor when mm. Anna and I were setting up the preceptorship back back in 2018, mm. and you came to the training, and you stayed behind and had a chat, and then kind of ever since then, now everything, the oh, ball yeah. stopped running, and then wow. when the post went full-time, of course, Felicity got the job. Oh, so. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we started as band fives, and we've, I guess, loved working here, and mm. never felt, I've never felt the need to kind of explore anywhere else because I, mm. you know, I have felt that, yeah. you know, sense of support even before perception because mm. we started when perception wasn't around. Mm. Um, it's definitely it, a family. So, yeah, it felt like a family. It felt like you were really supported. Mm. Teams um, and and development as well. Like you know, we were able to develop through the banding as well. And, yeah. mm. that's definitely a huge thing as well that actually stood out to me about Oxys is and now that I've actually met different professionals. They're in a similar mm. position to you guys where they started off as a, um, yeah, band five and then now they're higher up, higher up and um, there's so much opportunity yeah. to stay within the trust yeah. and to sort of, yeah, try out different yeah. positions. So, yeah. so I guess with you, Katie, like what 
why did you choose oxys and the same thing did you did you know about the preset chip or was that one of the things that maybe um you looked out for when you were applying mm. for jobs anything like that yeah no absolutely so i funnily enough was recommended to go for so in my um last placement at uni i my lovely educator he um i had two interview options and one of them and when we were looking we saw Oxley's and I just asked for his opinion we were going through practice questions and stuff um, and this was when um, he turned around and said go for obviously to go to the interviews and see but he recommended Oxley's because he'd worked for the trust before um, so that already made me think okay well I really like my educator he's great at what he does if he gives that big tick then that makes you feel a bit more confident so I'm like great now go for it and when I really looked, what I loved was, so I'm on the band five rotation post and there was so much variety yeah. and options on this rotation, mm -hmm. more than a lot of the others had offered. And I know it's a community mental health trust, but you've even got options for neuro in there. And it just ticked because I'm not sure where I want to specialize yet. The variety Oxy's offered, I thought this is fantastic. Um, and with his all clear sort of, you know, recommending Oxys, I was quite nervous for the interview, actually, because I felt like, oh, I really want this now. It's got such a good stead. Um, and when I then looked into it again, when I had the interview, um, I was told about the preceptorship. And I didn't actually know much about what a preceptorship was until when I left my placement and then went back to uni, they then told us about it. But by that point, I'd already got the job at Oxley's. Um, so I was very happy when uni were talking about how good preceptorships were. And I was like, oh, thank goodness, Oxley's yeah. has one. <laughs> yeah. This is a good stitch, I'm going to be great. Um, and I liked that idea because I'm one of those, perhaps, because it felt like such a leap going from a student to a newly qualified, I liked the idea of having a support system in place where it's not like they're holding your hand along the way because you do have that freedom to go out and be a you know a qualified yeah. professional but it is quite a leap mm -hmm. and so having that preceptorship in place of like with yourself Ruthie everyone in the same position um you can chat to each other about it you can going through I know we'll go into this later but going through the competencies you just feel you have more of a structure mm -hmm. as opposed to just, you know, you've left uni, now you're an OT, band five, <laughs> this is your role, and then you're thinking, wow, <laughs> like, that's a lot from placement. You're thinking, yeah. where do I go with this? Yeah. So the preceptorship was that stepping stone, which genuinely has been, I've been speaking to friends who haven't got a preceptorship offered to them at different trusts, mm -hmm. um, nowhere near in London. Mm. And um, yeah, they're, you know, they, might I think they would really have benefited from one and just their experience of not having it just sounds quite um, more of a challenge, more obstacles, sort of obstacles to overcome. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very privileged, I guess, that we actually have it. And obviously you guys and everyone in the Perceptorship team just make you feel so at home and welcome that it just feels like a natural progression into becoming hopefully band six, seven and wherever it takes me. 
Yeah, it's that journey of lifelong learning, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as we like to say. Um, so yeah, no, that it's really interesting to you know how you say like having those emotions of it is a big leap when you qualify. Mm. So it is nice to have that structure, and um, you know you were saying that this is your first role post qualifying, and yeah. what a lovely position to be in. Also, that you went back to uni after placement, and you knew you had a job to go into, and it was a job you wanted. Yes. So that's really great but going back to you Ruthie sorry you were saying that you know you'd um you'd worked and then you'd gone abroad and then you were coming back so mm. what was your first role post qualifying was it similar to what you've mm. got now and did you have a preceptorship at your first post yeah so uh the role I'm in now is a complete 180 from where I started <laughs> <laughs> so um after graduating and qualifying I worked um, still on a band five rotation um, the first rotation was in social services so community mm -hmm. physical health mm -hmm. more yeah more sort of adults so 18 and above mm -hmm. more older adults really um, and then the second half of that year was um, on a hyperacute stroke ward so inpatient mm -hmm. stroke um, which yeah I, I absolutely loved but stroke whether through placement or that period of working has been my main area really. Mm -hmm. um, so now I'm in forensic learning disabilities and autism, mm -hmm. it's very different. Yeah, you're <laughs> um, really getting a, a mixture there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, again, benefit of a band five rotation yeah. really. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. yeah, where I was working previously, they did have a preceptorship program. Um, I found it a little bit more tricky um, when I was there. I think, sort of what you were saying, Katie, I didn't fully understand what a preceptorship course was mm -hmm. at the start. I was a bit like a deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm not a student anymore. I'm a professional. Mm. I can't hide behind um, <laughs> my yeah, yeah, placement educator. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think taking on this preceptorship thing almost felt like there's this other pressure when actually I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm figuring out what even is occupational therapy? Yes. <laughs> what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. It's so, like your professional identity you're completely. figuring out, isn't yeah. it? Like, That's okay, exactly what's it. my role within the team? It's and then what syndrome. is this perceptive thing that nobody's spoken to me about? Yeah, um, exactly. And I think that it was, yeah, it was probably similar to you mentioned um, at university, sort of at the last, last part of uni. Mm. But again, taking in what is perceptorship, how will it affect my professional identity mm. and yeah, how can I sort of go forward with mm. perceptorship in a way that will benefit me. Mm. Um, it was also COVID time mm. as well. So I think that was the main reason why I struggled on the perceptorship course mm. that I was at. Mm. Um, it was all, I mean, it's online now, which is fab, but I think there felt like a little bit of a disconnect. Mm. Others may have absolutely loved it where I was at in my life, I didn't feel part of the group. Mm -hmm. um, again, COVID, don't even need to explain what that was like. So that <laughs> it definitely wasn't, It wasn't the right things. fit for you at the time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, was exactly. It, um, was it just AHPs on that it perceptorship was, yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah it was, um, which was really, which was really helpful to learn a bit more about what other professions do. Mm. Um, but yeah, then sort of jumping forward to this perceptorship here, I was a bit blown away because I'd had a, a 
picture in my mind of what preceptorship was. So coming yeah. here and having that first one-to-one -one meeting with you, Hannah, mm -hmm. um, I just really got so overly excited. <laughs> I we was love like, this your is really. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all the exclamation marks, all the smiley faces. Again, it completely adds to this feeling that Oxley's has a family and um, I think we'll yeah, get on to it a bit later, but the band five, um, even having that support group mm. there, knowing that we really can come and talk to you guys anytime. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, me and Katie are on the same rotation, so having met you oh, yeah. and loads of the others yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, really, nice. really helpful. It's nice when you can meet people on the same rotation as you because yes. you get to know a bit about the team, yeah. a bit about the work, you know, like what's the kind of setting like. Yes. And it's nice that, you know, within preceptorship, actually you then strengthen relationships not only with other professions but your own profession exactly. as well. Yeah. So. Which I think as a band five, it adds to that professional identity. So yeah. it's not just you figuring out what on earth is OT, what am I doing? It's yes. right. <laughs> This is what you've got to say. This is what you've got to say, and sort of, yeah, it paints a, a, a better mm. picture, doesn't it? You're like, oh right, okay. Yeah. You don't feel like you've got to know all the answers on your own because yeah. everyone else brings their own answers and ideas to it. So it just makes it feel exactly. much more manageable yeah. when yes. you qualify. You will go through imposter syndrome, but sometimes it's a different <laughs> stages, so you can all well, support one there. another. Yeah. I'm still there. <laughs> you get imposter syndrome, honestly, in every job you go into. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry. Yeah. Yes. We still need to get it now. Yeah, so. it's a really normal yeah. feeling, but you don't necessarily know that it's a normal feeling. And, you know, especially with Oxley's being a community trust, as mm. we've mentioned, sometimes you can be quite isolated. You may be the only band five in your team. So yeah. you might be thinking, I'm feeling this emotion. Is yeah. it just me? Yes. So it's reassuring, I think, with a perceptship that you actually get to realise that everybody's experiencing Definitely. the same thing. And can I just yeah. say, when we did one of the the meetings that we have that every month, that preceptorship teaching meeting, um, you covered on there, it was imposter syndrome and it was when you did one of the um, the polls, oh, yeah. how many of you feel imposter yeah. syndrome? And I'm always open and honest and then on those, so I was like, yeah, I do. And I was thinking, oh, well, there might be people who are further along in their perceptorship, so probably going to say no at this point. And I can't tell you how reassuring it was when loads of people had said, yeah, I do. And then you spoke about it in a really open and honest way. And it just felt like that pressure was taken off my shoulders because everyone's like, yeah, we all feel that. Mm. That's why having these meetings every month is lovely. You can all chat and laugh about it, <laughs> share the, you know, some of the, the angst that you yeah. might have. And it's, that's when you're going again with the family. You just feel so less mm. alone with what you're carrying when you're thinking oh gosh am I the only one who's thinking they're out their depth when everyone else says the same you can just breathe yeah. Yeah. and you're like okay fine I know I'm on the right track then if everyone's feeling it then you've got to yeah. be on the right track somewhere yeah. and I think um, you can learn a lot more I've found that I've learned so much more about this very new setting that I'm in yeah because I've been able to talk to yes. the other band fives and almost just breathe lower those levels in my brain that are all stressed and cortisol levels whatever it is anyway. but it almost feels like those levels yeah. of just angst are brought down mm. and now I can learn and I can be a much more productive yeah and teachable Absolutely. professional yeah no completely so, yeah. agree yeah because if you're stressed and if you're feeling overwhelmed you actually can't absorb much yeah, information no. can exactly. you and you can't um, you know, 
do your role properly, I guess, in a way, because yeah. you, you you can't function properly sometimes when that's you're right. overly stressed. And, and I, it's, it's just, yeah, I think the thing that's kind of sticking out there, I know we're going to go on to, like, the perception <laughs> and your favourite bits, but it's, yeah. like, having that safe space, isn't yes. it? That's what we really love to hear from you guys, is that you can feel really comfortable in those meetings, even yeah. though some of the meetings are pretty large. Like, you know, we're going up to 50 perceptees virtually mm. sometimes, and mm. that can be quite overwhelming to like you know talk in those meetings mm. or write something in the chat because you don't know what other people are thinking so mm. we're so happy that people are saying you know it's a really safe space mm. we feel really comfortable and that's why we're so open and honest about our experiences because we want other people to be able to you know talk about their experiences as well so yeah I think it's okay. also good that we're open and honest about our experiences because it helps keep it at the forefront of our minds yeah. as well yeah. you know about you know these because it is easy yeah. to forget how you it is. felt at first so actually I really like yeah. that when we mm. are reflective and that actually it relates exactly to emotions that others are feeling and mm. um it's all yeah it's just really good to kind of keep that at the forefront of our mind as well yeah mm. Mm. Um, so I guess that's kind of following on. So what were the main challenges that you had starting as newly qualified? I know you've kind of touched on a few of them, feeling quite overwhelmed, your professional identity. Mm. Is there anything else that you'd add to those in terms of your challenges? I would say for myself, so from my understanding, I am the first Band 5 OT in my team. Um, and when I started, my supervisor... Um, was just finishing the end of her rotation, so she was ready to rotate on. Um, so I had her for a couple of weeks and then I had now my supervisor now. Um, so I guess the challenge there was a little bit, it was trying to find my feet of what a band five offers, because mm. it's all band sixes and up in the team. Um, well, I say the qualified are all mm. band six and up. Um, so it was, it was just trying to establish, A, what I could offer as a band five, be like you were just saying what even OT is in this team's <laughs> yes. role because it's so varied you've got to know where you're funneling down what OT offers in there mm. and you know having a sort of meeting a supervisor who then was going to leave and having a brand new supervisor coming in who was very new to the team mm. initially I thought it was going to be a bit of I thought it was such unfortunate timing because I felt like I needed someone stable I guess there to sort of hold my hand for those initial months because like, I'm just brand new to this yeah. <clears throat> but actually it turned out to be really nice because where my now supervisor where he then rotated in and was very new we both sort of muddled in together at finding mm. what OT brings and that actually was quite a lot of fun we're still doing it now because we're both it just takes almost that hierarchy out where we both are new to the team, finding out what OT brings, and it just, it has actually worked. So as much as it, I guess what I'm trying to say is, as much as it was a challenge to begin with, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? Like, I don't know what this means, and all of this stuff. Actually, when you just push through it and just persevere and actually see the benefits it brings, we've had such a good time, and we've actually, not to go off on a tangent, but we're, you know, we're going to start a new group in the mm. team that we've got. And it just, you know, you can, what looks like it's going to be a negative and a big challenge where you're yeah. thinking, oh my goodness, <laughs> actually at the other end of it, now I've come through it, it's such a blessing yeah. in a cliche yeah. way. Yeah. I know that is so cliche. Um, 
but that was my challenge and actually it's helped me for the best I'd say. But I think that's a really important thing with challenges is when you find resilience within a challenge and you can reframe a challenge yeah. into into a real learning opportunity yes and that's you know a really good thing that um you know an outcome from a challenge to get that and build resilience yeah and that really helps with your professional identity as well so yeah, it's really exactly. nice to hear that you can reframe that as a learning opportunity yeah definitely and you ruthie but is yeah. there any other challenges i guess that you wanted to add to what katie said i think not to completely repeat everything you've said, but, <laughs> but that's... It's nice to know you're similar then. <laughs> yeah. um, we could do a poll, it'd be 100% with us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, really, it's very, very similar in terms of um, being... So they've never had a band five in the, in the team I'm in. So mm. it's a fairly new team. They've been, uh, they've been running now about three, four-ish years. Mm. Um, and it's a very, so it's a very specialist team mm. um, and yeah, community based. So again, not in terms of hierarchy, but just to give a sense of experience and specialism, mm. it's sort of, yeah, band seven going up. And mm. as a band five, having been out of work for the past year, mm. I definitely sort of came in and was like, who even am I? What am I doing? <laughs> How do I go forward? Um, and really it was quite tricky trying to, and I'm still on a journey with it, trying yeah. to pave the way for what a band five looks like. Mm. Um, but it's been really, again, really positive actually in the long run. Mm. Um, I think I did speak to you, Katie, at our support yes. band five support group. And yeah. I think even in terms of understanding more, um, in the community, sort of that, CCG and all these complex community, yeah. yeah the full kind team. of like the structure yeah. and how yeah. yeah. exactly. yeah. interlink. Exactly. The hierarchy. So it's very confusing. Yeah. Who commissions yeah. what? Yeah. And yeah. What's Commissioners. All and of yeah. those terms that you just don't come across. Yeah, yeah. fully. So yeah. there are, it's a huge learning curve. Mm. And I think it can be easy to put lots of pressure on yourself to understand what all these community teams are, what how did they feed into my team and yeah. our patients um but yeah i think it's been it's been a really yeah positive journey i think at the start i've i probably didn't give myself enough grace to just mm. have a bit of a cry mm. not know what you're doing acknowledge that this is challenging yeah. to again pave the way for future bam fives and mm. almost putting that pressure on yourself that mm. you need to have it sorted by the year yeah um, i don't know if you sort of feel the oh, same oh you feel like when you that's why the preceptorship's so handy because you feel like as soon as you turn up on that first day that i felt like they're expecting a fully qualified ot who's had like a year's worth experience yeah. off you go you just feel like mm. that pressure that you've got to give so much to the team mm. uh, at least that was me um so I completely resonate with that. So it's giving yourself that grace of you've literally just left uni. You know, you haven't got that experience yet. You're starting it. You're at the beginning of your whole career. So that's exciting. So actually just you guys would always say in the perceptionship meetings, which always helped me, of just take it easy like don't <laughs> yeah. you know your career hope well hopefully my career will span decades and decades yeah, yeah. so I don't need to know all of that in those first few months or that first year and when you take that pressure off mm. you actually enjoy the process more yeah. and think yeah. oh actually I'm going to take my time with this because 
it needs time to proper consolidate in your mind, doesn't it? And exactly. understand what it all means. Mm. Um, and that can take years. Yeah, yeah that's oh, even right. At, like, even at the end of your career, yeah. you're still learning still things. Learning. You don't know yeah. everything. Yeah. So. It's, it's something we actually discuss with the preceptors mm. as well in the training that we provide is um, about the ladder of learning yes. and actually how it can take two to three years mm. for somebody to start feeling like they kind of know that imposter syndrome yeah. starts to minimise. Mm. It comes back, yeah. but that imposter syndrome starts to minimise <laughs> and you start to become aware mm. of what you know. Mm. Yes. So you're consciously competent. Yes. And then you start to become kind of unconsciously competent. So you just, you, you kind of forget what you know because you just mm. do it. Autopilot. Yeah. You go on to autopilot. So it mm. takes two to three years. Mm. Yeah. That's what research has found for that. That's an average. So it might take some people longer. It might mm. take some people less. But mm. um, that's why we're also like, just chill with the perception as well like yeah. it's 12 months but we're like you know some people need like three months to even just settle in and yeah, just know where the kettle is yeah. like <laughs> no you know if you are community it's like actually because i we both relocated and we were both in the community and it's like where does this road go to like where am i like we were with sat navs like you know the proper sat navs yeah. oh, my manager yeah <laughs> No, I, I my manager was like, get a map. And I was like, I'm not getting a map. I, like, I had an A to Z given to me on my yeah, first yeah. day. And I was like, don't you have a top top? <laughs> you can get it on your phone. And I remember being in the middle of the borough that I was covering on a road, which was a dead end. I thought it was the main road. And I thought... I'm just going to cry here because oh, I'm looking oh, at this A to Z oh, and there were three roads in the borough yeah. with the same name and I was, I was 20 minutes away from where I needed to be. Oh, yeah, lots, lots of tears so, on Dom's. Yeah. yeah. Lots of tears. Yeah. <laughs> I remember just finding my man she'd be like, I just can't find this house. I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to cancel it. I don't know how you guys managed when it was just A yeah. to Z or the basic Tom Tom because there'd be because I'm all I obviously I go to everyone's houses so I would yeah. I'd be having a brain time. Yeah. I couldn't manage. Yeah. I, I think it's we didn't parking. know any different. Like, yeah. parking. parking, especially in Greenwich, just like just figuring that out like it's yeah. all so overwhelming. So yeah, that's why we're like just don't worry about the 12 months you can take you take flexible. your time it was very flexible because yeah. everyone has different experiences different clinical pressures different yeah. learning styles so yeah mm. i'm glad that you're getting also that vibe from our meetings like mm, just yeah. take a breather you guys Absolutely. do that so well you really do like when we would say it behind your back and front like you really you set I think because of your just openness, yeah. you set the tone of the meeting and whatever yeah. vibe you guys are on, we naturally will follow. And yeah, yeah you've you've nailed it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you can pay oh, me later. Lovely. <laughs> okay. Um, so I suppose we've kind of yeah. discussed how you combated most of those challenges, but is there anything mm. kind of expanding on the question of the challenges mm. and how you've combated them and you've really turned what could have been a negative into a real learning opportunity and a positive. But is there anything that you guys implement to kind of help you mm. keep those challenges like at bay and kind of keep yourself level and controlled? Is there anything mm. that you do that you might be able to recommend to others who maybe, you know, are just, you know, going to be qualifying this year or mm. are in a similar situation to yourself on a band five or can be, it could be us. Mm. We might take these tips on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, there, yeah. Tips on. is there anything that you really implement to help you overcome challenges you face? I know that that's really putting you on the spot as well. No, no. I'm just sorting through my mind of there's quite a couple actually 
um, that I hope would be of use. And for me, it's it's putting in those boundaries early mm. and for me that was quite a, i'm always i always find that a little bit difficult because you want to you know you want to get on with the, um you want to be a really good team player and you people want everyone pleasing. to yeah. people pleasing that's yes. the word yeah. exactly <laughs> but you have to start as you mean to go on yeah. um and i'm saying that because you know everyone's lovely i'm not saying it's you have to put mm. boundaries up because there's inappropriate mm -hmm. people and things like that what i'm talking about is with the workload mm -hmm. so for me one of the ways i say boundaried and i've only gone over this a couple of times is I leave on time mm -hmm. and it can be so hard and the temptation <laughs> to be like oh just if I give half an hour and then I can finish that but once you start with that precedent I found it's very it snowballs quickly and then it's hard to get out of that mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and one of the ways so I stay boundaried is is I leave on time and I can recommend if you can get into that habit early, that can be so helpful mm -hmm, yeah. because then, and it's probably our occupational therapist side coming out now, <laughs> I put things in that I just love to do, whether it's silly, playful, ridiculousness, I don't know, sort of seeing my friends to go for a pub quiz in the evening yeah. or just doing meaningful activity that I genuinely love that has nothing to do with work, so I can just yeah. unwind. And if I make sure I'm disciplined by going off on time, not responding to emails out of work, because that is a temptation, but mm -hmm. I'm like, no, don't set that precedent for yourself. Just do it when you're back in. Mm. I just find the work-life balance then just feels so much more um, enjoyable. Yeah. And my job, I really enjoy my job, and I'd happily answer emails outside of work. It, that's not a problem, but it's just, I guess that challenge of setting that boundary and overcoming that people pleasing. Now I've put it in place from the beginning. It it just feels so easy. Yeah. Like I heard a quote at uni, and this is advice I swear by. It's that moment of discomfort initially is nothing compared to that discomfort that happens when you don't address it, and then it just goes on and on. So that initial discomfort will feel uncomfortable, but then once you've done it it's so much easier yeah. compared to if you just Definitely. let it snowball. Yeah, because um, yeah, it could eventually, yeah, eventually lead to like burnout, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And then um, you could be off sick, you could, you know. Exactly, so and then you, and it gets mm. to that point, if you've taken too much on or you've stretched yourself too much because you want to be there for everyone, yeah. you can't be there for no. anyone at the end because you've no. just completely you burnt all your resources. If, if you, yeah, it's such a healthy piece mm. of advice. That. Good. Yeah. No, I'm pleased. That's Hopefully really that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I just want to go to that point about not um, replying to emails out of working hours because yeah. we got an email from you, I think on a Sunday, and you yes. knew that we were going to tell you off, but you were like, yes. no, 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 I'm actually I'm working work. today. Exactly. Because yeah. I, I do um, the odd weekend with my role, and I was like, they're going to be thinking, yeah. what's she yeah. emailing yeah, on a Sunday? Because you knew so that we so had to We would have been like, why are you emailing us on a Sunday? Yeah, yeah. exactly. We actually said that. We looked around. Yeah. We were in the office together. Yeah that day and we looked and we were like why but then, just, but then <laughs> we were like, and oh, then as soon as we opened it we were like okay we'll step down <laughs> we'll get off the horse <laughs> yeah I, was like, I am definitely at work guys please don't worry <laughs> oh, that's a really great piece of advice for yeah. any anybody i think so thank you no good and ruthie was is there anything that you kind of implement to combat any of these challenges yeah i think for me um a big one has been logging everything mm. that I do, whether it's just mm. a small, pff, I found, or I, I don't know, 
offered this person a cup of tea and built this relationship with this professional or just writing down those small, big, whatever achievements, um, a shadowing opportunity that you mm. did, coming to chatting and chatting with you guys today. And I think, yeah, because one of the biggest challenges I've had is not recognising how much I've progressed since being in this role. Yeah. I think because, again, there is this subconscious pressure that I need to, you know, hand the baton on to the next band five really well or formulate some sort of structure and pathway for this band five and getting mm. used to a new role in the first place, learning all this lingo um, mm. for these different areas we work in. Um, I've really forgotten how far I have come since August because mm. it's only you know it's only been a few months but you you have changed a lot there's oh, there's massive mental thing. health sections that you've learned about there's yeah. um visits that you've been on there's people that you've communicated with that maybe you would have been nervous to talk to before and yeah. I think that's probably been the biggest most meaningful thing that I've yeah. done to overcome challenges is it's loving yourself. Take a bit of time. <laughs> yes. Let's just say it. Self-love. Yes. Loving yourself, really. Congratulating yourself. Yeah. yeah. Just being like, yeah, that, even if it's a small win, like, no, yeah. I did really well yeah. there. It's yeah. like keeping exactly. a self-gratitude yeah. journal, like, yeah. by you logging that. And that's another thing, you know, linking that back to perception, because <laughs> that's we what do. we do. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's another nice thing that we like about how mm. we have designed our perception yeah. is that, as you were saying, you've come so far mm. since um, August. And what we really like is that we've split that competency breakdown into, you know, try and try and see if you can get de these done in the first six months and then, you mm. know, the rest seven months plus. Mm. Um, because you forget mm. how far exactly, you've come yeah. and then you can literally look back, you know, month 12, look back to things you were doing in the first month that you were completing Perceptship and you, you forget how far you've yeah. progressed. Yeah, and completely. it's so nice to now have a record of that that you will yeah. keep throughout your career. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. That's the, again, the like huge, huge benefit of Perceptorship mm. is it's almost, because it's such a... Um, relaxed in terms of our meetings but mm. also very organized and very yeah. structured yeah. in terms of the competencies which I know we'll probably get onto mm. um, having that structure it almost is like a discipline that is set in place that you you know you have to keep sort of informing and you know you have to keep feeding information into this sort of file that you're yeah. going to provide at the end of the 12 months so yeah having the competencies having um, even just like a CPD log that you'll use as evidence, that sort yeah. of thing. That's really helped with those challenges and, yeah. I, want, I actually want to say that the competencies, before I um, actually got access into, my, into the portfolio and looking at what they were, I originally was thinking, oh, they're going to be quite big things to reach. Yeah. And then you're thinking, oh, I'm going to have that pressure on top yeah. of this new role that I now need to be hitting this alongside it. And I was yeah. starting to panic a little bit. Yeah. And then when I did my first supervision with yourself, Hannah, and then with my preceptor, um, a lot of them I'm going through and you're like, I'm actually already doing that. And not in a big headed <laughs> yeah. way, but you're thinking, oh, so it gives you that confidence of, 
Yeah. Oh, I'm actually already doing that. Why am I fretting that I'm a rubbish OT <laughs> yeah. when I've already ticked that in my natural day job anyway? Yeah. You're like that, and exactly. it just gives it's you so that achievable. boost that yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, I am actually becoming competent because I'm doing that already yeah. and didn't even think that was a competency to hit. Yeah. Exactly. Does that yeah. make your, sense? Your totally, everyday yeah. work yeah. is so skilled yeah. Yeah. that we forget that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That we forget that what we are doing mm. is multifaceted and multi-skilled. Mm. So mm. that's another thing with perception is to actually break that down and, as you say, like think the things that we want you to be using your everyday work yeah. mm. as evidence, um, so that you can see how far you've progressed. So mm. it's really nice that you know you felt that after your first meeting as well. Completely. I'm pleased. <laughs> I think it's because it, we're so like at uni. You're like you're competent once you do an exam or you're competent yes. once you finish placement and you get these ticked off so yeah. actually with perception we're kind of reframing it a bit mm. and um just making you aware that you are competent you but you're consciously competent mm. with the everyday work you're doing because you mm. the, the work that we do every single day is like your cpd it is your mm. development it is your learning yeah. and you're not aware of that i don't mm. think That's no true. completely um I and just... you are protected as a student aren't you like yeah. you yeah. are protected by your clinical educator yeah um so you know you may feel you know after the three years yeah i'm ready to do this but actually when you go out in the real world you're mm. like oh my god like why is this not getting checked up on why is this not yeah, getting counter signed um but yeah did you want to add sorry did you wanna... no no, no oh, okay um so yeah uh, it's, it's really great to hear that yeah. um so obviously at oxley's we know that it is a community um trust mm. and a with that, it can there can be feelings of feeling quite isolated. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit. Mm. Um, I think we definitely felt that because we were, you know, in the community as well. So mm. you, there is lots of lone working and um, going to patients' home by yourself. So it can feel quite isolating at times. And mm. you, you're both in similar um, your um, journeys in terms of being the first band fives in mm. your team which is yeah, quite interesting yeah. I wasn't aware of that um so yeah obviously that can also impact that kind of feeling a bit isolated because nobody's been in that position before yeah. so yeah. um do you feel yeah do you kind of feel that you are isolated at times and has perceptorship helped tackle that for you because mm. that is obviously one of our major mm. things isn't it is helping you feel um mm. like connected to others but you have kind of touched on that a bit with the family and stuff. So yeah, are you kind of feeling isolated and is perceptorship helping? I think, yeah, I think at the beginning it definitely did feel isolating, not in terms of the team mm. at all. Like they are some of the most just amazing, wonderful colleagues I've ever had. They're Aww. so brilliant and fun and um, know their stuff. So, but yeah, I think in terms of, again, sort of repeating what I said, but being the only band five and the first band five, I think I I did feel quite isolated um, just being around so many people that knew their stuff and that were, yeah, sort of specialist in their field. Um, but I think the more the more I spoke with them, the more they were like, don't worry. Like yeah. there's actually moments where I, I just sometimes don't know the answer to this. Mm -hmm. um, or I've completely been where you are. Um, so yes, definitely felt isolated, but also yes, 1 million percent perceptorship <laughs> has helped really, truly. It's, I can't quite put it into words, the sense of like, Aww. 
comfort that preceptorship has brought. That's um, a good word, comfort. Yeah. I like that. I, I feel like I can just agreeing. breathe a comfort. bit. That's what that is. It yeah. is like that warm... Like it, like a I, it is like a nice cup of tea. You just Aww. whenever like you see your names pop up or you know there's the perceptorship meeting, you just think, oh, that comfort. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I agree. So my role, um, we we're quite. I would say we're a secluded team because we work with loads of other teams in the building I'm in, but my team's like the only one in I think in like the whole southeast of England doing what it does. So mm -hmm. you do feel quite isolated in that regard because you're like the only ones doing it if that yeah. makes sense um and obviously with community work mm -hmm. a lot of loan working which mm -hmm. originally i thought i was actually going to hate because i love the inpatient placements mm -hmm. yeah. but funny enough i think i found my rhythm with this community yeah. job yeah. and i now i really do like the break it gives you yeah. when you're in your car playing <laughs> your music yeah. 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 Yes. on the Which... podcast of preceptorship oh. podcast oh. literally oh. and i'm not lying that's that's true totally um, you can just unwind <laughs> yeah. a little bit which i like but the reason that the preceptorship has helped is because when you then speak to other band fives who are in similar things like yourself Ruthie mm. doing things that paving the way that no one else has done before it just reminds you because you're so much in your bubble at work yes. in that team yeah. all of what comes with it when you have that break away it just opens your world back up again yeah, and you're exactly like oh yes yeah. right okay just grounds you which yeah. i really appreciate so you don't get lost in all the other bits your team comes with yeah um so no it's been massively massively helpful yeah absolutely so that kind of links us on to obviously it's really great that you don't feel isolated and the perception has helped you part, feel part of that family but is there anything else that you've kind of got involved with or that mm. you found that's on offer mm. that has really helped you feel mm. part of the wider community as in with Oxleys as a community, AHPs as a community, you know mm. all these other kind of communities that are within one big trust. Mm. Is there anything else that you've been able to kind of join mm. to help with that? Mm. Well, I can't fault enough as the preceptorship and then the Band 5 OT support group. Yeah. So that, for anyone who doesn't know, that I think it's every three months, isn't it? And we all meet up, all the Band 5 OTs, and we have a occupational therapist who's sort of an expert in their area and their field, and they talk to us and show us different areas of the profession in Oxleys. And that has been mm. just... Mm. A, like with the preceptorship a lifeline that's, because you yeah, can you can see people and you're learning about OT not that it reignites your passion for OT but you know when you get lost in sometimes the mundane of your job yeah. and then you come back to this band five meeting every three months and you're just like oh this is brilliant yeah. and you guys always attend which is yeah. lovely yeah. so Felicity and Hannah you're always there so we can always have a giggle and it's yeah. just fantastic and it's that break away and it's just reigniting your passion for why you're doing what you're doing mm. um, and what's lovely is and I recommend this to anyone we've made a little WhatsApp group, haven't we? Yeah. Aww. And everyone in the WhatsApp group is in the preceptorship as well. Yeah. So you, again, you have that extra comfort and that connection mm. and that family again of just having that base there. So you opened your world again, so you don't get so lost in all the, the yeah. bits that come with your everyday work. Um, mm. I think we've planned to go to the theatre soon, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We're planning to go <gasps> see a theatre. <laughs> Can we come? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, I'm 
planning a theatre trip and just doing things very OT, like meaningful activity <laughs> outside of work. OT, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're really looking forward to that. So that's Aww. just been... I feel really lucky very, we've got yeah. that base, actually. Yeah. And I think it's... Sorry. No, no, you carry on. I, I think it's something that will continue as well past yeah. that sort of band five. I don't know if someone then goes to a band six position or finishes... AHP preceptorship and goes to band six beyond or yeah. I think it's something that is so core and fundamental to our initial days and months of being a yeah. professional that it's yeah it will continue and I think it I guess almost goes back to that question of feeling isolated slightly um, in that there is so much wealth of knowledge and advice that the other band fives yes. have for your position and I think yes. Katie you even gave me some great advice on our last oh. support group. <laughs> <Little> <laughs> <for> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, it really did encourage me. I think it was particularly oh, around, you know, in your next post, you'll have, you'll have like a greater understanding of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think just again, reinforcing your points, <laughs> just um, this, this support group, being intentional to be part of that group, I think yes. is really... An important thing um, yeah. for I know for me, um, like not sort of shying away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are because we, right we, we get it. We get it. it. We're like I live Woo. that every day. I exactly. get that angst. I get that fear, and, and you understand it, which yeah. is that's you why know, sharing it is just so awesome. helpful. And every yeah. day isn't always you know sunshine and roses. You know, we have our yeah, challenging yeah. days, so exactly. it's really nice that you've got that other level of mm. being one another's cheerleader and empowering mm. it sounds like you empower one another and mm. also you know if people want to join in the social aspect it's something that you know as we've mentioned COVID before it's something that really mm. got lost is mm. that building those uh, connections with not only your team but your wider profession, mm. and actually they're really important. I mean, like you regularly um, reflect, don't you, Felicity, that you were the social sec when you were in your team, and you know, and when, five social sec. Hey, <laughs> I love that. You know, that and when I one. when I first joined my my team as a band five, I joined in December, and they'd already planned the Christmas party, and they'd booked me a place because they knew I was coming, and we went to the theatre and oh. to have that within the first mm. few weeks with mm. my team. That's that lovely. social aspect really helped and I know it's not for everyone but it's really nice that that's coming mm. back that yeah. there is the option to join in exactly. socially with one another as well mm. and that's another reason why you know linking into what other opportunities I know are, are there we love organizing AHP's day oh yes <laughs> because we get to go and see so many of you yeah. oh that last yeah. AHP well I say last it was my only one it's the yeah. only one I've done but I've still got the little Polaroid printout yeah. um, of us there that the ice cream van getting it you know I was meeting professionals at different sites mm. in the trust that I wouldn't have gone to before I'd never gone to Goldie Lee before yeah. so I turned up there and then it just it brings you back in again yeah. you're like yeah. oh that, that, family yeah <laughs> people I know and recognize like, hi how are you and just having that bit of fun I think that's what I liked that bit of yeah, fun fun's important. and that's what Patsy was like she's like we just need to have fun yeah like, yes. let's just have fun yeah. like everybody deserves just have an ice cream and just have exactly. a little chat um so that's what we like to bring that sense of 
fun and yeah. You know, you did. It was such a good day. <laughs> yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, I just feel really lucky that we got to be a part of it again. You just think how you almost pinch yourself oh. that you like you get all these <laughs> moments at the beginning of your career. Because one of the um, ladies who went to the last band five, she's like higher up, and she said, "I never got this when yeah. I started out," yeah. and I do yeah. feel very lucky because especially mm -hmm. speaking to some of my friends and other yeah. trusts that aren't anywhere near here but far away, and they don't have that and. I do feel a little bit sad because you're like I almost feel spoiled because I've got all of this fantastic experience and opportunities given yeah. right at the beginning of your career, which is so exciting because yeah. you're like oh I can really and take that forward. Yeah, and those bonds that you create at the start of your career yeah. will be with you for the rest of your career. Like I still catch up with my old manager that was. Um, my manager when I was a band five and like we see each other regularly for social oh, events oh, and stuff so like they have mm. still had like still have such a huge impact on me mm. because you're just you know you're a baby when you're a band five aren't you yeah. they like really support you and yeah. um and like the other band fives and stuff so I really hope that the bonds that you have created will you know continue and it'll be so exciting mm. for you like eventually you know in your career path like where you will eventually go and hopefully yeah. you still link yeah, up absolutely. Um, and the NHS is a really small world your paths really remain paths again you, from everywhere yeah. 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 yeah it's you know I've I've crossed paths with people that I um, not only went to uni with but I was with him in my first team that then moved away and we've kind of you know mm. went into separate trust now but our paths across people that um at HPs that I went to school with, you know, like mm. senior wow. school, mm. and now we're linked on Twitter. And you know, there's yeah. it is That's a amazing. small world, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really nice that you'll be able to pay this forward, you know, mm. when you go um, up through the ranks, you know, and you want to start, um, exactly <laughs> because you will. Um, but when you want to look at how you welcome a band five into yeah. your team, yeah, hopefully, this really positive yeah. experience for you will, will make you kind of shape how you welcome the future workforce Absolutely. and you know it's all about paying it forward yeah mm. that's right should we get on to our favorite subject then <laughs> yes that's <laughs> 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 that, that second favorite oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say first hey, food. Okay. <laughs> so to be fair when you were talking about how you combat challenges um the way I combat challenges is to bake and yeah. to eat, so yeah. it yeah. finds a way in That's, yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess obviously we've touched on a lot of it already, but um, just really want to hear like how you feel Perceptship has benefited you in that transition from student to newly qualified. Um, to Rufi, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I think, again, I've mentioned it a bit before, yeah. but that structure has yeah. been a godsend. Yeah. I think where my brain has been a bit scrambled in moments and again, just a little bit overwhelmed and I've yeah. found it hard to make sense of my thoughts or to articulate my thoughts yeah. or process my thoughts. Preceptorship has been a non-pressured structure that I've needed. So yeah, mm. um, yeah whether that's from you guys, the the fact that the AHP perceptship meetings are regular, mm. um, knowing that the competencies even, you've sort of laid them out, whether it's online or in the booklet, they're very, they just make sense, mm. you know, they're all in their place <laughs> yeah. and sometimes my head isn't always in the right place and in, no. <laughs> in place. So having that has been, um, again, sort of a real 
comfort to fall back on. Yeah. Um, it's given me guidance in how to keep progressing and actually get get there. So, yeah. yeah. Do you know, I didn't think of it like that until you said it's the structure. Yeah. And that's what I, now you've mentioned that, I'm like, yes, that's what it is. Because at uni, and I don't know if people listening, they have that same experience. Uni, of course, is very structured. So you, you're in that rhythm, you're in yeah. that, you know yeah. what that is. And then that's, I think, one of the big worries when I qualified was thinking, I don't have... Mm you know, my seminar on that day, that structure anymore. Yeah. You, you have to find it yourself because you're a newly qualified professional now. This is all down to you. That's what it felt like. So then having that preceptorship, it feels like you've got that bit of uni that I liked of the structure mm -hmm. of, um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm quite... Um, I like getting all my stationery to match, you know, yeah. that type of person getting very all my OT. books. Yeah, you're very OT. <laughs> so having like a portfolio to have, that yeah. for me excites me. I'm like, oh, I can, yeah. you know, organising it on my, my H drive, on, on the um, system at work, putting all, organising it. I love that. Yeah. That just might, might just be me. I just find that really <laughs> excited. So you have that, like... A lot, you just feel like you're not so lost in the wind because it yeah. pins you yeah. in, a, in a nice way. You feel that yeah. that structure grounds you, which I think you really do need. Mm -hmm. um, might not be for everyone, I don't know, but I can certainly vouch. It has kept me on track mm -hmm. and it's reminded me as well my competency of where I am. So sometimes you're thinking, I've got to really... You have these big thoughts. I don't know if you're the same, where you feel like you're going to you know, run this big group and change loads of people's lives which you know this sounds very egotistical i know but it that perceptorship it grounds you of remember this is what you're achieving so you'll get there mm -hmm. just take it slowly and it just pulls you back back down to earth a little bit again um so massively helpful really really has yeah. shaped my first few months in this job for sure yeah I think um, with the portfolio and the structure, like, yeah, some people really thrive on that structure, don't they? And they're like, yeah. yes, I love this portfolio. Like, I love documenting and stuff. And then we do have um, a few that are, like, a bit overwhelmed with it. When they yeah, see it, sure. they're like, yeah. oh, my God, is this, like, uni again? And is that's this... what I sort of, yeah. Yeah. to be fair, yeah. did feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, again, really common that we hear. And I, I, when I was at uni, I didn't really like the writing i struggled with reflection and stuff mm. like that so mm. i can completely understand why people see the portfolio and they're like okay i'm not even going to look at this <laughs> yeah. um but that's why because on reflection when we we hear perceptives when they complete it how big of an impact it's had or when you're actually yeah. engaging with it it has such a huge impact on your work and your confidence and mm. your competence mm. um that we really try to support you through that and give you lots of ideas and tips yeah, and how you can get on with it. Because initially, when we first launched the programme, we were kind of like, here's your portfolio, here you go. Yeah. And then they soon realised yeah. that actually <laughs> that's we not the way to do it. And we knew, we know the programme back to front, yeah. and we've been there. We've lived that yeah. band five life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why we really encourage everyone to have a one to one, yeah. especially initial one to one. Yes. We mm. offer endless one to ones, yeah. but. 
that initial one-to-one where we take the time to go through it mm. and provide the reassurance, I think it's so important. Yeah. So if you're listening and you've not had your one-to-one, <laughs> why not look it in? Um, please. <laughs> and, have, and anything in terms of, obviously, the meetings you spoke about, this community and feeling safe which is great, but have you also enjoyed linking with the other AHPs and, like, mm. learning about their profession? Because, obviously, you're OTs, and sometimes we can be very insular with our professions, yeah. um, and, obviously, you do your CPD within your professions, but, yeah, have you enjoyed kind of widening your, ex- I guess, knowledge of the other AHPs and what they do? Absolutely. Like, I, that's one of the things I loved with the, the monthly meeting is that five-minute little networking session before we get into it because like you said sometimes in a meeting you could have up to 50 people and having that little networking moment where it might be three or four of you um you just get to meet so many different people and that that, I personally love that and you know speaking to I I haven't met many podiatrists before like you're such an undervalued profession (laughs) like you you know you need to pave the way for your feet quite literally Um, and when there's like the odd podiatrist in the group in that mini networking I'm like oh and you just want to know so much about (laughs) what that offers Um, and I love that and then it reminds you that you're all that this big almost like an MDT aren't you you're this big multidisciplinary team um, mm. So that's what I loved, and absolutely meeting so many different professions. It's brilliant. Mm. I really enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely with the meetings, I think having an opportunity to all completely mingle together yeah. is really, really positive. Um, and also, like, where I, where I work, we're community-based, but we've obviously got our big sort of office building. Mm. And um, there's actually just so many different professions mm within there as well yeah. and I'm I'm still to hunt out if whether there's some on the same meetings as me I know there's <laughs> sure there's a couple of OTs in the same yeah. building oh, on different yeah. teams yeah. I think there's some physios well. with the neuro yeah. so I'm still to hunt them out but I know they're in the same building as me <laughs> oh, we should do an intro so. we should come over and do an we'll intro do with a, you guys we'll do a yeah an yeah. intro there I think it's really nice when people pass one another in a car yeah. and you're like oh yeah. I recognise you or I recognise your name and yeah. that's the other real mm. benefit is that not only by um, meeting other AHPs but learning more about their profession if you come across a patient who you think oh yes. I'm just not sure maybe what to do with them or you think ah this person needs a podiatrist yeah. you yes. know is is it commission and a commission service can yeah. I refer and is to give you that mm. confidence to to actually know as you said Katie like that MDT are there mm. and we may be able to refer our patients and make our patient you know improve their lives make it a more streamlined journey for them which mm. is ultimately what we want mm. yeah, um, and yeah. by learning this earlier on in your career as well and getting to meet people and yeah. get to know people's names and faces mm. and exactly and some of them are like oh I'm I work at this service and I'd never heard yeah. that service yeah. before and you're like oh I'm going to note that because if I need to ever refer or yes. you just it just opens up so many more doors I think so yeah. that's what's really particularly and helpful even if they point you into the direction of somebody else like it's yeah. it expands that network yeah. of different stakeholders mm-hmm. which is so yeah. important exactly as well. it's definitely upskilling isn't it it's yeah. like, it does yeah. upskill you and your understanding of even your own profession because you almost have yeah. to every time I've spoken with other professions oh, yeah. it's almost forced me to to like articulate what OT is better yes. and it sort of helps you yeah advocate for your yeah for your profession more yeah. as well Which so it helps it's with that helpful professional identities full circle <laughs> there we go <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> and just thinking, of, we haven't actually done the case studies session with you guys yet. Um, we're due to do that in March, I think. So mm -hmm. that's a really interesting session because we get everyone to focus on the same case study and how their profession would address oh, that particular case no, study. So really you'll, yeah, you'll learn loads within mm. that meeting. And it always tends to be the podiatrists that yes. are like, I didn't realise you did that. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'll take... And then they're like, okay, I'm going to refer for if I have anyone like housebound or pressure yeah, sores, yeah, you know, yeah. all of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it is great. And it is getting you used to that networking and stuff when you're about five, because you don't yeah. kind of get taught any of that. Or no. it's more like later in your career where they're like, you need to you're network, you need to make yeah. your connections. But it's about five, you're just like, kind of just like no don't you don't just worry about it now but yeah it's, it's getting you comfortable with that yes it really and like does. introducing yourself like exactly virtually is, is quite awkward so the fact that you're yeah. you know getting used to that and really establishing good. the transferable skills yeah. which is you know i always bang on about transferable <laughs> skills because you don't realize the skills that you have are so transferable yeah. until later on so it's also really nice to start learning that earlier on and yeah. you seize those opportunities because you never know when you're going to need them yeah that's so true um, which is my top tip which brings me on to asking what are your top tips <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any um top tips for people starting you know maybe they're going to qualify this year or they you know they're qualified last year like yourself katie and they might yeah. be listening do you have any top tips for our new starters Ooh. for me my top tip would be be open to where your first role takes you. And the reason why I say that is when, so I'm, like I said, I'm on the rotation and where I'm at now, originally it wasn't in my top three when they sort of asked you in the interview, where do you like to go? And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And um, so I was a bit like, oh, that's a bit, a little bit disheartened naturally. But actually it's maybe leading on from when you say transferable skills. There's so much mm, yeah. that you didn't realise that that role will offer you because you didn't know what that team was before yeah. when you get the interview. You, you don't know what it's going to offer. So don't discount it. If you get a role that isn't what you were hoping for, if you're on the rotation, I can promise you the amount you learn from it mm. will guide so much of where you want to go next. And I thought it was going to push me back. I thought, oh, but I didn't want to go down that route. I, but it's brought in so much more that I didn't realise I actually needed before I get to the next point. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Um, so just almost put your hands back, go for the ride and just see where it takes you because you'll be hopefully very pleasantly surprised what you pick up along the way. Yeah. So I think just lessen your grip. This is what I was like on how you want it to look, what you want your yeah. first role to be. And just go with it and see where it takes you. And I really do think you'll be quite pleasantly surprised on what comes up along the way. That's really profound. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like it because you're right. My first role was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I relocated as Felicity said, I relocated. And I thought, oh, I'll be there for a year. Yeah. And mm. 12 years later. <laughs> yeah, that's so I'm fun. still here because <laughs> exactly. I, because I you know, I, I went with the flow and I was like, I know I, I've worked really hard yeah. throughout my degree to get a job. Yeah. 
I've now got this job. Yes. I want to enjoy it. And also, you can do this at any point in your career, but I feel like as a band five, it's that real time where you can be like, I yeah. don't know what avenue I'm going to exactly. go down. Exactly. It's exciting. And it's that, you've such got an exciting that time. exciting freedom at that yes. point. So yes. just go with it and explore. That's exactly, yeah. I completely yeah. agree. And yeah, don't also don't disregard community, isn't it? Yes. I think a lot of people are like, no, I don't want to go into community. Yes, and that's so Actually, true. when you, why. yeah. <laughs> and then when you're in it, you're like, this is this is actually great. Yes. Like, there's so many positives to it. Obviously, there's loads of opportunities. Yeah, lots yeah. of lone working. But actually, like you said, there's lots of reflective time. You know, mm, we always say it's like driving from patients' homes. You can reflect on that experience that you've had exactly. before you go to the next one. You can unwind uh, yeah. a little. You get that downtime, yeah. which I didn't realise I was going to really appreciate until you're actually yeah. a qualified yeah. professional. Yeah. Yeah. And then having that break, even leaving the office to drive to yeah. a patient's home you can just whack up your music yeah. and it's bliss yeah, and you can yeah. just decompress and then you're in a better space to help the person when you turn up. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that would, yeah, community, don't dismiss yeah. it. I was originally like, Definitely. oh, I want inpatient because that's where I felt you learn loads. Yeah. You learn loads in the community. Yeah. More skills I actually put credit to, so. Yeah. A bit more autonomous, aren't you? Cause you you're are. Because you're doing it yourself. Exactly. Yourself, so. yeah. Exactly, that's right. You're really in at the deep end yeah. with your time management yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, even things like if a patient lives, you know, where they are, you know, in the borough or wherever you're <laughs> going, you've really got to plan so that you're not driving, like, all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it's all those, again, transferable skills that you just don't realise that you're picking up. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm. Any top tips from you, Ruthie? Yeah, a bit less of a practical one, but I think... Because <laughs> um, that is, honestly, I think that is the best advice, <laughs> truly, what you've just said. I think I really needed to hear that, actually, when I started. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's so beneficial. But I think almost off the back of that is, I think as a student going into the professional world, again, not so practical, but really truly knowing that you do bring value. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's easy to, I could probably maybe thinking for myself more, but I, I do think generally students, it's easy to sort of put yourself on a bit of a back burner, particularly yes. maybe if you didn't get the rotation or the job yeah. yes. area that you necessarily wanted or already felt confident in from a previous placement. Yeah. Um, it is quite easy to fall into that space of what do I bring yes. that is different to what these experienced people bring? Yeah. Um, how can I contribute? I don't know the lingo. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what am I really yeah. doing? Or hopefully by the end of the band five, um, this rotation, I'll have something to bring. But <laughs> it's really, you know, stripping that back and knowing, and again, it sounds a bit fluffy, but truly you do bring value. Yeah, um, and there is a lot that professionally and personally you will bring to the team around yeah. you. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I wish I knew. Yeah. And yeah. really yeah sort of acknowledged before starting my first role yeah Absolutely. and that's something that we're really passionate about aren't we we're like we really want to empower band fives to feel that they have an impact or input within mm. their teams like especially when you're a fresh pair of eyes we always say this yes. like yeah, you exactly. can come in and say yeah, yeah. make suggestions or yeah. you know maybe you've seen something differently on placement which worked really well yeah. why not make that suggestion you know Look at some service improvement. You know, don't just feel like you're a band five, you can't do anything. Yeah, like, exactly. There's yeah. Yeah, so much value that you can yeah. bring and input. So Absolutely. That's amazing top tips. <laughs> you guys. Really 
Good sound. Yeah. Top tips. I feel Thank quite you both. Now. I feel like I've mastered the universe. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I could um, just float out of it. <laughs> I guess just to like end um, our amazing podcast today is just would you, I think we might know the answer to this, but would you recommend preceptorship and also working within Oxley's as a newly qualified AHP? And is there anything else you wanted to add to anything that you've um, discussed today? I think it's a big chunky Result. yes <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And obviously we can't speak for every trust and every yeah. thing in the whole country or world, but <laughs> for, yeah, we... I'll speak for myself, I know you'll say the same, but <laughs> yeah. really Oxley's is just a fantastic trust truly to work for. And um, yeah, preceptorship, just get stuck in, even if you feel mm -hmm. nervous, even if it feels intimidating, mm -hmm. maybe you don't like the structure mm -hmm. and that's not really your natural comfort zone. Yeah. Know that you will be able to do this. This will be upskilling you. Mm -hmm. You are supported. Yes. There's also no pressure. Like, yes. Yeah. Take a chill That's pill. Really, it's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah, you got it. And um, but yeah, Oxley's is just fab. Preceptorship is brilliant. And, <laughs> yeah. And, no, yeah. I agree. And I think um, the reason why I would particularly recommend Oxley's is before getting this role, I was a little bit apprehensive working for the NHS. I won't lie, because I know there's big burnouts and I know there's yeah. it's pressures that you know come with it. Um, and I was worried that I was going to start and then feel really mm -hmm. on my own and thinking, this is awful, this isn't mm -hmm. going to be for me. And genuinely, from the moment of that interview, when I met Patsy, yeah. <laughs> and that I was saying to you before, that was one of the reasons why I picked Oxy's because yeah. it was just her approach to what OT was going to bring yeah. and just all of Oxy. She was such a good face for it. Mm. And... And I'm not just saying this because I know this is being recorded, but every single stage I have felt so supported and genuinely having avenues of where I can take if I feel stuck or um, you just feel really sort of celebrated, don't you? Yeah. You feel really yeah. like you guys are like, oh, you're band fives. Like you're really excited for <laughs> yeah. us. And that feels yeah. lovely because you come away and you're like, oh, there's, a, there's work that's excited to have me. This profession is excited <laughs> yeah. to want me. And that feeling's lovely. Yeah. You don't feel like you're treading on people's toes or yeah. a nuisance like I did as a student more mm. so. Um, mm. So Oxy says, with the Band 5 support group, the preceptorship, um, having the avenues there in place, like you both, if you ever need anyone, mm -hmm. If you're someone who's a little unsure when they leave uni what your career is going to look like, if you want that support and that comfort zone space, absolutely, I couldn't recommend Oxy's enough. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll see you around. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Say hi. Well. <laughs> you never know. In the future, you guys could be their preceptors. Oh, that would be oh, amazing. Yeah. Because that's, that would be that's what's eventually going to happen, guys. You're going to get your band six. We'll be and listening you're be... to this back in a few yeah. years. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> yeah. we you're high, you're <laughs> highlight this podcast <laughs> yeah. to your preceptors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for talking to us today bringing your enthusiasm <laughs> uh, your candor mm. um and just being you because mm. you're both honestly a breath of fresh air yeah. oh, so it's you. been so good. nice to talk to you yeah. about preceptorship and about your experience and and um, what's brought you to where you are today it's i always love hearing mm. people's stories as, about 
what brought you into the profession. Mm. I think it's really interesting. Any AHP profession, I think we're, you know, a workforce that's absolutely massive, but we're not yeah. known so much about, um, especially, you know, in the media. So mm. when you hear yeah. that people have chosen this as a job, I always like to know, like, what was the thing that started that um, and what brought you here? Yeah. So thank you for today. No, thank you. It's been lovely. I, honestly, generally, and it's, it reignites that passion again it for it all. Yeah, so absolutely. can't wait to get into those biscuits. Yeah, and yeah. Here we, go. <laughs> we should say, if there's anyone listening, though, that, you know, is thinking about um, an AHP role or is a student at the moment is qualifying um, and wants to know more, look at our website. We've got loads of details. Yeah. And if you are maybe working for a trust that doesn't offer preceptorship and you'd like to um, find out more, um, get in get in contact th with us through the webpage yeah. and mm. we will gladly have a chat to you. See how we can help. Yeah. Mm. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. You're both wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Crack open the party ring. <laughs>